This morning, I have titled my message, Worthy of Double Honor. And it's a phrase I captured from 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. Let's read 1 Timothy 5. We are reading some three sets of scriptures today. I'm taking my time to teach because I believe that what is taught today will build us up and help us identify two things. And these two things are, are questions I would want you to answer yourself. Who is worthy of double honor? And the second question is, am I worthy of double honor? Who is worthy of double honor? As you look around to find out from the teaching today, you can identify who is worthy of double honor and then you can now personalize the message by asking yourself, am I worthy of double honor. To be worthy of something means that to be deserving of that thing. You deserve it. So, 1 Timothy chapter 5, 17 and 18. I read from the New King James Version of the Bible. Apostle Paul writing to Timothy says, let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. The word doctrine here has to do with teaching. Verse 18, then it says, For the scripture says, You shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain, and the laborer is worthy of his wages. Somebody say, Amen. To muzzle an ox means to tie its mouth. They used oxen those days to plow their grain field to help them to harvest their grain field. And whilst the oxen who have been yoked plow the field, scripture is saying that don't tie their mouth, don't muzzle the ox while it treads out the grain. In other words, whilst the oxen is, or the ox is laboring in the field, it is worthy of, of feeding from the field. There was a particular scripture, I remember Apostle Paul even asked a question and said, did God care about ox? No, certainly he was talking about us. Apostle Paul picked this from the Old Testament and he applied it to the saints, the New Testament saints. Think about it. All right. But let me go back to verse 17 of 1 Timothy 5. He says, let the elders who rule well. The question is, what does it mean to rule in the first place? It means to govern, to oversee, to be in charge. The elders here refer to those who are appointed leaders. In our time, we call them leaders. It could be a pastor. It could be a departmental leader. It could be somebody who has been given the opportunity to rule. Remember, the gift of, I mean, rule, ruling is a gift according to Romans chapter 12 from verse 6 downwards. It talks about various gifts that have been given to uh, various members of the body of Christ and one of them is to rule not with 
iron hands, not with uh, the mentality of those who rule out there in the world where they are bosses. The concept of rulership in Christ is servant leadership where you become an example, where you lay down your life for others to emulate. Then Apostle Paul is saying that let the elders who rule well, in other words, there are those who don't rule well. There are those who govern members of the body of Christ, but they are lords over those they rule. They have become bosses and even expect that those they rule over should even worship them, so to speak. That's not what I'm referring to here. Let the elders who rule well be counted. In other words, consider them worthy, deserving of double honor. Meaning that if everybody receives honor amongst those who are ruling well, or let me put it this way, if everybody deserves or receives honor among all those who deserve honor, those who rule well receive double of what everybody else receives. Meaning, you're talking about the, the greatest honor, the greatest esteem. You don't look down upon such people. You treat them like, like eggs. Not to worship them, but to esteem them with the greatest respect because of the work they are doing in the body. Now, as I read further other verses of scripture, you will discover, child of God, that it is easy to identify all those who deserve honor in the body of Christ. And then, number two, based on that, it will be easy for us to identify those who are worthy of double honor. And when we do, you can ask yourself, am I worthy of double honor? The highest respect. But after all said and done, bear in mind that even if you as an individual, you are not giving that honor, that respect, the God who endorses this scripture, who allowed these verses of, uh, to be written as scripture, he is not unjust. There is an honor that awaits all of us. Hallelujah. Apostle Paul talks about a crown that awaits him and therefore he will not allow anybody to, you know, deny him of that crown. So he focused on his work, not even looking for the honor of man, but looking for the highest honor that awaited him. I believe that all, after all said and done, ultimately, that should be our hope. And that should be our desire. But until then, in the body of Christ, especially as we move into the next half of the year 2020, the church is preparing himself. Let me use the word himself because the head is a male. So the body is also a male. Oftentimes we say herself, but there's a miscommunication. If you read the book of Ephesians, the church is referred to as him. So let me use himself. The church is preparing himself for a glorious emergence. Out of the global pandemic shall emerge a glorious church. And the Lord spoke to us, those of us who are a part of International Prayer Resort Ministries, right from the 1st of January 2020, that this year, 2020, is a year of great awakening and the year 2021 is the year, is our year of glorious emergence. 
And I thought that the word hour had to do with IPR ministries, but I've come to realize that indeed the great awakening is not local. It is global. Therefore, our year of glorious emergence 2021 has to do with the body of Christ in general. So as we prepare ourselves in the next half of this year, 2020, for our glorious emergence, it is needful that we identify those who are conforming to what scripture endorses and give them the needed honor, the needed push, the needed respect, the accord, the respect that we should accord them, accord them, the pat on their back to encourage them because the work of the ministry is a trying work. You have no idea. So that those who also deserve double honor will be given that double honor as we move forward. Probably when we enter 2021, if Jesus tarries, you appreciate this message better. But this is preparing us to begin to, especially those who are preparing to regather in terms of physical fellowship, not virtual service like we are doing. Throughout the lockdown period into ease of some of the restrictions, we can even begin to identify this one deserves honor. This one deserves honor. This one deserves double honor. And then we can use that as a phenomenon to regather in the next half of 2020 and prepare ourselves for a glorious emergence in the year 2021. I don't know what I'm communicating, but you will appreciate this message better when we enter the year 2021. Glory be to God. All right. So let me read another scripture for you to appreciate the communication of Apostle Paul, talking about those who rule well. What does he mean by those who rule well? And can we distinguish those who rule well from those who do not, do, who do not rule well? What are some of the nitty-gritties? What are some of the pictures we can see about ruling well? And what are some of the things we can see when we say this one is not ruling well? Instead of him building, he is destroying. Instead of him gathering, he is scattering. Let's find out from 2 Timothy chapter 2. Apostle Paul again writing to his son, Timothy. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 13 through 18. Again, I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. He says, if we are faithless. In other words, other version says, if we become unfaithful. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. God Almighty is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It is not our faithlessness, our unfaithfulness, our inconsistency that would change his disposition towards us. It was while we were still sinners that Christ died for us. God is love. Our faithlessness does not diminish who he is. He is himself love. And love never fails. So, he does not change his position. We oftentimes change our position. So when we draw back, he calls on us to draw near to him because he is the same. He said, he that comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. So if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. I hope you know that there are so many things that God can do. There is nothing impossible with God. But there is one thing God cannot do. He cannot deny himself. It is not in himself to deny himself. So once he sees that you have become faithless, 
he still wouldn't change his position. At least, if he finds one person who is still faithful, he will prove himself faithful on behalf of that person. And even the faithless, if the faithless calls on him, he will still show himself strong because he cannot deny himself. What a good God he is. Verse 14 says, remind them of these things. So I'm just bringing this as a reminder. As we move to the next half of 2020, it's a year of great awakening. So many things will happen in July, August, September, and so many things will happen in October, November, December. But these things are to prepare us for our glorious emergence in the year 2021. Mark my words. I'm speaking as a servant of God. Remind them of these things. Then it says, charging them before the Lord not to strive about to know, not to strive about words, to know profit. Now take note. There are those who strive about words. In other words, for instance, we are in a church service and their communication is just about words that do not bring profit. They do not add. They do not edify. They do not build up. They just bring confusion. He says, remind them of these things, charging them. This is a charge. Before the Lord, not to strive about words to no profit. Now, we are going to use these communications to identify who is worthy of honor. And especially those who are worthy of double honor. If somebody uses God's pulpit or God's house or the opportunity to be a blessing to the body of Christ just to bring about words to no profit. Words that talk about the scripture uses the word mundane. Is it mundane? I don't know how to pronounce that word. M-U-N-D-A-N-E. Mundane things. Things that only remain in the flesh. Things that end up in the grave. If the communication of a servant of God, of a minister of the gospel, of any member of the body of Christ is all about himself. It's all about herself. It's about acquired property. It's about investment here and there. It's about things that end up in the grave. The Bible refers to them as words that do not profit. In other words, my pastor is the richest man in the world. <laughs> it's, it's nothing. I mean, it's, it's nonsense. And it only brings strife. Because another person will say, oh, who told you so? My pastor, do you know his wealth? He has this jet. He has this, that. And if that is what we do in church, we are using this to identify who is worthy of honor and who is worthy of double honor. Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord not to strive about words, not to be contentious. You know, how the social media and especially, you know, the world that we live in can take advantage of some of these things and blow it out of proportion. So instead of us receiving words that will build us up and edify us, it's about who is rich, who is more prosperous, who is more popular, who has this, who has that. Bible says that charge them. And you know what is happening? During this break, let me call it break, it's a half time. Because July onwards, we are resuming. We are resuming. And then, you will also discover that during this break, all those things didn't mean anything. The things that we, st we strove about, 
The things that we fought about, the things that we quarreled about, the things that we argued about, did they, did they mean anything during this global pandemic, during this COVID-19 era? Nothing. I'm, I'm saying this so you can identify who is worthy of honor and who is worthy of double honor. Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit, to the ruin of the hearers. In other words, it ruins them. It makes them carnal instead of spiritual. How can you use church to canalize believers instead of spiritualize them? How can you use church? Church is to introduce Christ more into the hearts of the believers. By you, you use your pulpit. You use the opportunity for people to gather around to make them come on. I don't know what I don't know the words even to use to describe such behaviors. But the Lord says, remind them of these things. I'm just reminding you because I don't need to come and stand here and talk about another man's servant or somebody's pulpit. But I'm just telling you that the first half of this year has revealed who is worthy of honor and who is worthy of double honor. As we move on from July onwards, Use what I'm sharing with you as a yardstick so that you will know where you belong. You will know who to listen to. You will know who to give honor to and who is worthy of double honor. All right. Verse 15 says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God. A worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I like the King James version of this verse. It says, study to show yourselves approved unto God, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Meaning that the word of truth can also be wrongly divided. Where somebody can just pick any scripture and turn it according to his own understanding, and use it against himself and against those who are hearing him. That's what he meant by to the ruin of the hearers. Destroying souls instead of building them up. Child of God, use verse 15, 14 and 15 as a yardstick to determine who is worthy of double honor. We are moving. I'm not talking to IPR members alone. I'm talking to the whole world. I'm talking to the body of Christ as we prepare from July into the close of this year and then imagine as a glorious church. When you find somebody who has not studied to show himself approved, not unto men, but unto God, a workman who, that, who is not ashamed, but rightly divides the word of truth, know that such a person is worthy of double honor. Not just picking any scripture, sometimes even no scripture, sometimes it's just personal stories. I saw a communication. One of our sisters asked a question on Facebook. And one of our brothers, both are members of International Prayer Resort Ministries, one of our brothers gave a very lengthy exhortation defending the, 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 the question, as it were, that the question our sister is asking um, this and this and that and that. Then our sister came back and said, that, see, I asked a simple question. Show me just one scripture that says that Jesus did this as an example. Then I will, 
I will just know that it's in my Bible. But this lengthy talk still does not edify. What am I saying? We should be able to point from scripture, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, that these are the things that pertain to the body of Christ. There's a difference between the body of Christ and those who live under the law. The two are not the same. And if we just pick scripture, and for instance, some people can just put a scripture like, suffer not a way to live. Pick it from the Old Testament, and then probably he saw or she saw a vision that the mother was a witch or the grandmother was a witch. Oftentimes it's the women who are witches. How about the men? Maybe the father is also a wizard. And then it says, suffer not a way to live. So you now begin to use the scripture. Scripture says that I should not suffer a way to live. So I command you, die in the name of Jesus Christ. You are wrongly dividing the word of truth. Under the old covenant, all their warfare was in the flesh. They were permitted to kill. Why? Because they didn't have the power to cast out devils. They didn't have the power. Tell me any example under the Old Testament, apart from David, who used to play, you know, um, the strings, and then an evil spirit that was disturbing Saul will come out. Tell me any other example of casting out devil. There is none. And I believe that God used David as an example to tell us what is going to happen in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, he gave us the authority when he descended to hell and took the keys of hell and death. He gave us the authority to be able to cast out devils, demons. So he says, when you meet them, don't permit them. Just cast them out. But under the old covenant, if somebody was infested with witchcraft, you didn't have the power. So the only thing for you to remove that person from your midst was just to kill that person. Just like a leper. In our time, lepers live amongst us. But under the old covenant, lepers were not permitted to live amongst them. They were ostracized. They were cast out from the camp to live outside the camp for the rest of their lives. Including a king like King Uziah. King Uziah, when he became leprous, he had to live in a separated house all the rest of his life till he died. But in Christ, it's not like that. So you cannot just pick a scripture and start using it because it's in the Bible. The word of God. Contains both laws that were meant under the old covenant. But Jesus Christ came, lived under the law, fulfilled all of them, and abolished those laws by nailing it to his cross. And then he presents to us the word of his grace, the word of truth, the word of faith, which, which borders on the body of Christ and members in the church of Jesus Christ. If we are not able to separate the word divide here, it means separate the word that pertains to the body of Christ from the one that does not pertain to the body of Christ. Be able to separate it. If you do not do that, child of God, such a person is not worthy of honor, let alone double honor. Where you use the pulpit to confuse believers instead of being up, instead of instead of edifying them, instead of teaching them the truth that will, that will line them up for eternal purposes, you are just doing concerts and doing gymnastics. And you say we should honor you from July into the rest of the year. And then in 2021, when the church will gloriously emerge, because when we emerge gloriously, we are not going back until Jesus comes. We are moving forward. The church is marching on. I will build my church, Jesus said, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. From 2021, we will see who deserves honor, who does not deserve honor. We will see those who deserve double honor and those who should sit down and be taught the truth of God's word. All right. 
So I was reading 2 Timothy 2, right? 13 into 14. So he says, study, verse 15. The King James says, study to show yourself a proof unto God, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The word of God should be rightly divided, rightly divided. The word of truth which is the same as the word of his grace, which is the same as the word of faith. It's different from the word of the law. Bible says the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And the two are not the same. We should be able to separate, even under the old covenant, the things that border on the believer in Christ Jesus from the one who live under the law. And those who do that, Bible says that they deserve double honor. All right. Verse 17 Am I in 17? No, 16 says, but shun profane and idle babblings. You know idle babblings? Empty talk. Shun it. In 2021, in fact, moving from July 2020 into the end of this year, into 2021, I am not the one talking here. God is telling us through Apostle Paul's writing, shun profane and idle babblings. For they will increase to more ungodliness. Any communication, any teaching, any preaching that leads to more ungodliness. If it wouldn't happen, scripture wouldn't have told us. If it will increase more ungodliness, the Bible says shun it. What does it mean to shun something? Avoid it. Just don't listen to it. Don't open your heart to it. Don't say, No, shun it. Be careful what you hear. Be careful how you hear. Because those kind of things can, can, can pollute your spirit. Before you realize you are just into empty talk. But we are serious, child of God. The time is very short. The time is very short. So instead of wasting your time from July onwards into the close of the year and moving forward, instead of embracing everything, Trying to compare. Bible says shun. And shun means shun. But shun profane and idle babblings. You don't know. There can be profane babblings in the body. Things that do not edify. Things that are only carnal. Bible says shun. Profane and idle babblings. For they will increase to more ungodliness. Verse 17 says, and their message will spread like cancer. Did you hear that? Their message will spread like cancer. They are, Bible says, a little living, living of the whole lamp. Small message. You may think that it's nothing. I'm just going to hear and see how they are performing. Before I realize their message has spread like cancer. Instead of building, it's destroying. Their message will spread like cancer. Then he even mentions some names. Himanios and Philetus are of this sort. In other words, these are two people you should mark out. Instead of them preaching the word of truth, they were preaching something else. Let's see what they did. Verse 18 says, who has strayed concerning the truth? Listen, the church of Jesus Christ is the ground and pillar of the truth. But these ones, Himanios and Philetus, had strayed concerning the truth. And in our time, 2020, this is 28th June, 2020, they are those who have strayed concerning the truth. They are teaching something else. 
We cannot say that, okay, because we are believers, and you you two, you go just go and listen and hear what they are saying. No, the Bible says, son, it means avoid. If we are going to do this work and finish excellently, especially by the close of this year, and prepare ourselves for our glorious emergence, hear what the Lord is saying. Son, profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness, and their message will spread like cancer. It's, it's happening in our time. They are the news that is trending. Instead of the word of truth that will build us up. You find messages that don't mean anything. They are trending. But thank God. God has exposed all these things during this uh, break time. COVID-19 lockdown time. He has exposed that these things didn't mean anything. Later did we know that those things didn't mean anything. Yo. And their message will spread like cancer. Him and I are, and Philetus are of this sort. 18. Who have strayed concerning the truth, saying that the resurrection is already past. Listen to the message. Their the message in those times, Philetus and him and I were saying that the resurrection is already past. In other words, look, all die, be die, just leave. And there are messages like that in our time. They say that, look, this heaven that you are thinking about, you don't even know when heaven is coming. You better live your life and, and then, what kind of Forgive me. What kind of, I don't know what word I should use to describe that. Apostle Paul says that son. And that's the spirit of God talking through Apostle Paul. So he's been endorsed as scripture. Son, avoid. It's not everything you must give your ears to. Just like faith comes by hearing, cancer also comes by hearing. Did you hear that? Their message will spread like cancer. You will build venom. You will build poison. You will build Something into your spirit that will spread. Son, if we are going to be serious with God, beginning from July, there are some things you must not give your ears to. At least, we have seen in the last three months, from March, April, May, June, we have seen that there are some things that didn't mean anything. They were just concepts in the body of Christ. I'm not just talking about Ghana. I'm talking about worldwide. Globally. Those who are pretending. Those who... We're just using church as a ground for gymnastics, for concerts, for entertaining people. Every one of us has been exposed. Oh, yes. So, open your eyes. Like the Nigerian man will say, shine your eyes. Shine your eyes. And look at who is worthy of honor and who is worthy of double honor. And follow such vessels. Because we are going somewhere. One of these days we will check out of this world. But if you just embrace everything and listen to everything, their message will spread like cancer and destroy you. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Who are straight concerning the truth, saying that the resurrection is already past and they overthrow the faith of some. Think about it. Any message that has not built faith but overthrows your faith, it is spiritual coup d'etat. <laughs> I say any message that has not built faith, our messages are supposed to edify, build us up, prepare us for the coming of the Lord, make us ready, await the coming of the Lord, live in holiness, live in purity, exalting one another. But any message that overthrows your faith, it is spiritual coup d'etat. Such a person needs to go for firing squad. 
Such a person needs to be shunned. Needs to be avoided. Don't hear their message. Don't open your spirit up. Because you will poison your soul and it will spread like cancer. Thank you, Lord. Let me end in that verse and go to another scripture that still describes such behaviors. Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20 is Apostle Paul's last day with the church of Ephesus. He had been with this church for three years. And the last day he was to depart from them, he called for the elders. Take note, he called for who? The elders. I'm going to read it. That's verse 17. He called for the elders. Remember the first scripture we, we, we read? He said, let the elders who rule well, okay? The elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Now, you're going to see from these verses we're going to read from Acts 20, what does it mean? How do we rule? It's not only elders in our time. There are people whose contribution in the church build the church or help build the church because that's Jesus' mission. I will build my church. Such people deserve honor. And then Paul zeroed in on one specific area which we'll see in verse 32 of Acts 20. And then you realize that, okay, then these are the people who rule well. He says that especially those who labor, teaching the word of God, bringing the word of truth, the word that will build one up, is a labor. Just like prayer is a labor. Colossians 4.12 talks about Epaphras, who labored fervently for the church in prayers, that they will stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Prayer is labor, the word of God, where you are teaching the word of his truth. I mean, the word of truth, the word of his grace. You are, you are, you are teaching the word of faith. is also labor. Not just any communication, where, which entertains the people, which just tickles their ears. Hearing what they want to hear. Going by what is trending in social media and making it, you know, a message in the pulpit. That's not what we are talking about. And in this end time, God has taken us seriously. We must take him seriously as well. Okay? Why have you stopped playing the keyboard, please? I flow with that. So I beg you, just go back to the keyboard. Thank you. All right. Acts 20, verse 17 through 32. Let me quickly read. I wish I would even read this from the King James, but let me just start from the New King James. From Miletus, Apostle Paul sent to Ephesus and called for the elders of the church. And when they had come to him, he said to them, You know from the first day that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you, serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials, which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews. How I kept back nothing that was helpful. Look at Paul. He kept back nothing that was helpful. Anybody that doesn't give you what is helpful, but give you something that hurts you, it's not helping you. How I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaim it to you and taught you publicly and from house to house. What a good man Apostle Paul was. 21. Testifying to Jews and also to Greeks. That's to, to Gentiles. Repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Verse 22. And see, now I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. <laughs> Apostle Paul knew what was going to happen to him in Jerusalem, but he was still ready to go. That's a man of conviction. In other words, even though the prophecies indicated that this is what will happen to him, he just knew that he needed to go to Jerusalem. I don't know whether you have such conviction that contrary to all the words you are hearing, you just know that you know in your spirit that this is the way to go. Verse 24, Apostle Paul says, but none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy. Oh. And the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. 25. And indeed, now I know that you all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God will see my face no more. That's a hard message from a pastor. <laughs> Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men. For I have not shunned to, to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Did you hear Apostle Paul? He was one who taught them the whole counsel of God. Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church. The King James says to feed the church. Of God which he purchased with his own blood. Now we are looking at those who are worthy of honor. And especially those who are worthy of double honor. Anybody who denies a congregation, a body of believers, a whole council of God. And instead of feeding the church which Jesus Christ has purchased with his own blood with the word of God. Feeds them with something else. Beware. We are identifying who is worthy of honor and those who are worthy of double honor. Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. In other words, if God made you an overseer, if God made you a ruler over others, if God gave you the opportunity to lead others, look at what he wants you to do, to shepherd the church. Who is a shepherd? A shepherd is an overseer, one who tenders the flock, who feeds the flock. Who keeps the flock from harmful animals? He says, to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. In other words, don't treat them like they are nothing. Every soul counts in the sight of God because Jesus Christ bought us with his precious blood. Can you tell us, I am bought with a price. I was bought with a price. I am not, I am not a non-entity. You are not a non-entity. You are worth the blood of Jesus. So we can give you the honor that is due you. Every child of God is worthy of honor. Respect. God commands respect amongst us. All of us. Whether the person is a cleaner. Don't look down upon the person and say, oh, look at him, he's a cleaner. Or your driver. Say, driver, come here. Look at the dress that you're wearing. No, 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 no. Hey, have you become a boss? We are servants, stewards of the mysteries of God. If people are serving in church 
and they are helping build the church, they are worthy of that respect because they were bought with the precious blood of Jesus. If the person is not born again, even that, you can still show the person that dignity of honor in Christ so that through your behavior, you can be a witness and win the person. There is no non-entity in the body of Christ. I, I always say that if even you are the fingernail, you have a role to play. Because when there is some itch somewhere in the body and we need somebody to scratch that itch, it is not the lung that will do that job. It is not the heart that will do that job. It's not the kidney that will do that job. It's not the brain that will do that job. The brain belongs to the head. Let me not go there. That's the, the head, Jesus Christ. It's not all the organs that we deem important that will do that job. It is the fingernail coupled with the fingers. So everybody has a role to play. And that person, that individual deserves honor, respect, high respect. Don't look down upon anybody because the fact that the person is serving at a low esteem doesn't make him low. He was bought or she was bought with the blood of Jesus. Yo. Where did I get to please? Acts 20, right? I got to verse 28. Take heed. He said, therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock. In other words, you are not just attending to the flock. You to take care of yourself. And I think this one, God is talking to me. <laughs> take care of yourself. Take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Shepherd, cover them. Don't let strange animals come and devour them. I'm preaching this message because if I don't do it, chances are that, especially in an era where we are listening to everything on, online, you can listen to some things that will poison your soul. So I'm doing this as a shepherd. Because I know that it's not every message we must give our ears to. It's not everything you must swallow wholesale. You must discern and realize that this one, it poisons. It doesn't build up. Don't say, it will poison you and spread like cancer. Look at verse 29. Apostle Paul says, he said all these things because for I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves I think I can read this from the King James. The King James says it very powerfully. Let me read verse 29 from the King James. Okay. He says, For I notice that after my departure shall grievous wolves. Grievous wolves. In other words, they are dangerous. And he was not talking about physical wolves. He was talking about human beings who are wolves. Wolves in sheep clothing. After my departure shall savage wolves. Grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Hey, hey. In this era where we are dealing with church without walls, you know church without walls. In other words, what I'm preaching cuts across everywhere. What somebody is also preaching cuts across everywhere. You just get it on your Facebook page. Get it on your YouTube account. Get it on Twitter. Get it on Instagram. Get it on WhatsApp. Get it on any online radio or any radio station. There are messages flying left, right, center, across board. 
But we must still have the discernment to know which one we must embrace and which one we must shun. I read that scripture. I know that this, I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. 30. Also, from among yourselves, look at Paul. Even, look, he was prophesying that I'm going, but I know that from among yourselves, men will rise up, speaking perverse things, to draw away the disciples after themselves. Hey. 31. Therefore, watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. 32 is my emphasis. So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. In other words, among all the saints. Every child of God is called a saint by the Lord. In other words, he has sanctified us, separated us from the rest of the world. Who is worthy of double honor? Am I worthy of double honor? Apostle Paul says, so now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. We're going to identify who is worthy of double honor. Which is able, the word of his grace has to do with what Paul told Timothy that rightly dividing the word of truth. The word of truth is the same as the word of his grace or the word of faith which we preach. It's not every word that builds up. The word of his grace is able to build you up. To build up means to edify. And that is what Jesus Christ meant by I will build my church. The church started from the day of Pentecost and ever since the church is marching on. The church will not retrogress. If you retrogress, you will be out of the church. But Jesus said, I will build my church. He knows what he's doing. If you choose to go out of the church, it does not change the master plan. He says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The church has gone through various stages. It is not the global pandemic in 2020 that has made the church less effective. No. The church has gone through worse moments than what we are in now. But we must rise up because we are the ground and the pillar of the truth. If the world will know anything called truth, they will learn it from the church. Unfortunately, we have, we have embraced everything in church, including anything that anybody is doing. But as we prepare to, regather, to regroup, as we prepare for our glorious emergence, this, this message I'm preaching today is to help us identify that anybody who does not contribute to the building of the body. It's like when you see the church is, is there are two things that are used to exemplify or to, to give a picture of the body of Christ. A building and a farm. He says, you are God's building, you are God's husbandry. That's God's farm. If you are building, and every day you build, when you get to lentil level, you break down everything. And then you build again. When you get to window level, you break down everything. You even sometimes even remove the foundation. Of course, the foundation has already been laid, which we are building upon. Jesus Christ is the sure foundation. But you, you are building, and instead of building up, you are always breaking down the building. You are not worthy of honor. 
anybody and that is why i said that anybody who is even the least amongst us so long as the person is contributing to the edification of the body to the building of the body that person deserves honor then he now narrows it to those he says especially those who labor in the word and in doctrine that is the same thing in Acts 20 32 here where he says that i commend you to god in other words apostle paul says that there are so many things that can help build us up but the one that brings the word of his grace amongst all the things that he had taught them one thing he left them with is that i commend you to god and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and to give them an, an, an inheritance, to give you an inheritance among them who are sanctified. In other words, after all said and done, there is one thing that we can look out for to know who is worthy of double honor. The one who is helping in building the body, especially the one who is bringing the word of his grace, the word of truth, the word of faith. The one who is rightly dividing the word of his grace, the word of truth, who is building, who is teaching, who is teaching truth that makes us free? Such individuals are worthy of double honor. I rest my case. Because I know that this message may not be relevant now. But mark my words. You will see from July onwards. And you will see from 2021, if Jesus tarries, that there are those who are not worthy of honor at all. Let alone double honor. And you also identify that everybody from the head of the i mean i'm talking about a general overseer from the leader of a congregation to the one that is doing the least job all of us so long as our input our contribution our 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 efforts are building the body of christ that person deserves some respect some respect some honor don't look down upon anybody in the body of Christ. All of us matter. And then he says, especially those who labor in the word and in doctrine. Give them double honor. If you're giving everybody honor, give them double honor. Because the work of the ministry is not fun at all. You have no idea what it means for somebody to study. And to bring you a word in season that will enrich your faith. You have no idea. One time I went somewhere and what was it? It was like the person needed to pay a fee before you will be given access to do A, B, C, D. Then I said to myself that, hey, it means that we are the only people who are taking for granted. Eh? Everywhere you go, you must pay a fee before you be attended to. What about us who use God's word to build people up every day? If we should put price to our work, will anybody be able to pay? But we know that freely we have received and freely we are supposed to give. But that does not mean that we are less important. Those who build the body, those who help build the body, those who bring efforts to build the body, whether it's a cleaner or a musician or a, a security person or a Sunday school teacher who is taking care of children, anybody who is helping in building the body deserves honor. Especially those who labor 
not just those who just go and, and glean through some books and come and just, you know, read it to you. But labor in the word and in doctrine. Because whatever we teach first applies to the one teaching and then to the rest. And so we will receive greater condemnation because whatever we teach will be used as a standard to judge us. So if you find somebody laboring in the word which has been revealed during this three months period from March till now we have seen those who don't deserve honor at all, let alone double honor. And we have seen there are many people who have been laboring in the word, still reaching out to the believers, both their own congregation as well as across board through the various social media handles to bring word in season that will build our faith up. Such people, child of God, even if you can't do anything at all, remember to pray for them. That's double honor. The respect that you can accord is to remember. You may not be able to have access to that individual, but pray for him or for her. Do. That's an honor. Cover such people with your prayer because you have no idea the battles that such individuals go through. But they lay down their lives for us so that you will still be enriched in the faith. I pray for you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As the month of June ends, this first half of the year ends, this message is a prophetic message which will be relevant in the year 2021. But I pray that from July, you will begin to shun all those who bring messages that do not build us up. Messages that become social media trending news, but have no relevance to eternal, the eternal purposes of God. We will begin to shun them and now realize that ah, after all said and done, this is what God is looking for. Things and efforts in the church messages in the church that build us up such individuals deserve our honor and deserve double honor who is worthy of double honor am i worthy of double honor may the lord help you to answer yourself the lord bless you in jesus name amen